0: Hello again and welcome to the Global Fly Fisher podcast. This is, uh, as usual, Martin Jorgensen speaking, Um, this time from my car. And cars are what this podcast is going to be about. It is spawned by several things. One of the things is the gasoline prices, which is just rising and rising and the other thing is the fact that um, just today we're three people maybe five people going fishing together and we will be riding at least four cars so combining the gasoline prices and the number of cars this is going to be one expensive fishing trip I'll return to you on that but first I have to get off and out, and feed this machine with money in order to fill my car with gas before leaving. So, if you'll um, if you'll excuse me for just a moment, I'll pay for energy. Hang on. Just been trying to feed this this um, machine with some cash, for one time paying cash. But uh, it doesn't really want my money, so now I'll just uh, I'll just use whatever it took. And that should be enough to go where I want to go. I just need to get the hose long far out here, so. happening here select pump one and okay the sound of money the sound of money flowing towards the middle east probably could be flowing towards the north sea too but um, you never know Speaking of cars, I just put my wallet on the roof of the car. Basically, don't put stuff on the roof of your car. Uh, it's just a stupid idea. You will, you will see uh, fly reels, cameras, phones, maps. Uh, all kinds of stuff rolling off the roof when you start driving, if you're lucky. If you are not lucky, you'll just be missing it when you go back home and uh, have no idea where you um, where you put it until you remember that uh, you left it somewhere on the roof. So, put it on your, your hood in front of you where you can see it, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, my car has no real hood, it's kind of a... a a small uh, space van kind of thing, so um, it's got uh, it's got no hood in front of me, so I can't put stuff there. So I put it in my pocket. But um, don't put it on the roof, and always check the roof before you leave, because there will always be, if not a fly reel, then at least a fly or something similar, a bottle of water or whatever. So um, okay, let's fly towards fishing here. And, whoa, let's listen to Johnny Hodges for just a moment while we start. Care of let me um, let me cut the music here. Even though it's really uh, really nice listening to Johnny Hodges, it's uh, it's probably uh, just an extra noise source on top of the sound of my car burning fuel on the highway. So I'm uh, I'm currently running uh, towards the uh, towards the fishing. Uh, slightly above the speed limit, I must admit. Uh, just a bit. The roads are free, it's uh, early in the morning and um, it's quite tempting to uh, to maybe go a bit on the fast side, so if you'll forgive me. Um, for some reason it seems that most of the places that I want to go fishing, even though I live about 10-15 minutes away from From the ocean in Copenhagen, it all seems to be about one hour, one hour and a half away from where I live. All the places that I really want to go, and today with um, wind being as it is and spring obviously uh, closing in on us, uh, I um, I have about a one-hour drive in front of me uh, before I before I get to the the water where I'll meet up with a couple of the guys, each in his car, of course, so um, that'll be the first three ones, and uh, we may get company later from one more of the fellows, and uh, he will drive his own car, so um, that'll be four cars, and uh, right now I'm uh, just slowing down, not least because um, there's a... road construction ahead and the speed limit has um, has just been, been um, reduced uh, quite drastically so uh, this is not the right place to to go speeding in any sense um, first of all because there are people working here and uh, secondly because uh, you'll often see the police checking uh, these particular spots because the speed limit is actually really really reduced. This is uh, a 50 kilometers an hour on the highway, 50 kilometers about maybe 30 miles or so per hour on the highway which feels like you're, you might as well get out and walk and people will definitely uh, go through here way too fast. There are actually men working in the, um, on the roadside here even though it's a Saturday. Um, the construction on highways are typically um, uh, typically uh, done uh, all weekdays and and weekends uh, because in the weekends of course there's a lot less traffic on the highway so well enough talk about road construction and highways um, we want to talk about fishing or at least talk about fishing cars and um, if there is such a thing as a, a thing as a fishing car I I, um, I don't know there are most um, most people would probably just go in what they um, what they have, and not have a particular fishing car. Even though um, I have seen, in many instances, particularly in the U.S., that people actually do have a fishing car. That is, of course, um, some years ago when the gasoline prices were a bit more forgiving. Today, it's probably not that. Um, common to have, uh, even in the US, to have a particular fishing car. But in the case that people do have a fishing car, I imagine that uh, most of, um, most, of the, most of the Americans would prefer having a big four-wheel drive um, kind of uh, truck, which uh, is of course a really extremely convenient and practical fishing car. In this part of the world, being Europe, uh, and Denmark in particular, Scandinavia, um, just the thought of owning a, a big four-wheel drive for uh, for any purpose is expensive. And uh, owning and driving one is really, really, really expensive. I mean, like, really expensive. It's beyond what I can pay, or want to pay, and it's beyond what most Danes want to pay. So. Um, No four-wheel drive for me. I drive a French car. Forgive me if you can. Uh, It's an excellent car. It's a a Citroën, a Picasso, it's called. And it's kind of a small space van kind of thing with very, very uh, nice and comfortable uh, um, inside, uh, very flexible. Right now I have three seats in it. It can take five. Um, it can be converted into a uh, transport kind of car and it can be converted into a, a person transporting uh, car. It's, it's actually quite convenient and most important, and always remember this, when you go uh, buying a car, it can, um, it can accommodate a fishing rod in full length not broken down. I hate breaking down fishing rods when I put them in the car, it's a, it's a menace to, to take them apart and put them back together. Uh, the line will always, you know, be totally knotted into the, the eyes and the flyer will drop off and grab the carpet in the bottom of the car and uh, there will be three rods lying, you know, helter-skelter in, in the trunk and um, it's definitely a, a thing that I hate. I want a car that can take at least a nine, uh, preferably a nine and a half foot rod uh, in full length, and have it resting uh, in the in the back on um, on something, and then the tips in the front window between the seats, and that actually works quite well in this car, and it has in 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 most cars that I have driven. So um, only the smallest of cars. Um, course and sedans and, and cars with little little space inside have a problem in this respect. There are solutions for that and I'll return to those but um, for me the the size of, uh, of uh, a car is really uh, is really uh, the inside size is really uh, important because I, I love to be able to just dunk my, my run in there. Well construction work is over and we can get back up to the speed limit of which in Denmark is 110 kilometers an hour on the on the common highway and some places 130 kilometers an hour that would probably amount to something like um, 100, 110 would be probably about 70 miles an hour and and 130 maybe 85 or something I can't do the calculation in my head but you get the basic picture it's, uh, it's um, It's acceptable, but it's not extremely fast. It's not like in Germany, where in certain places you can go as fast as you please, um, but uh, that's a whole other story. In Germany there's very little coastal fishing to be had, so why would I go there? Never mind. Speaking of transporting uh, fishing rods, um, one of the most brilliant things that you can get for your car no matter what size even I I have it in this car is um, a set of rod holders uh, that you can put on the uh, on the roof and on the um, on the hood Uh, these are mostly magnetic devices that you just uh, clamp on there um, but you can also get them with uh, vacuum uh, so that you can uh, you can suck uh these holders onto your car it's um, it's an ingenious invention it basically consists of a, of the a magnet or the uh, or the vacuum or whatever and um, and then uh, uh, kind of a t-shaped construction on which you have um, very uh, very uh, strong elastic uh bungee kind of uh, cords, which you use to secure the rod. So you put one on the hood and you put one on the roof, and you put the, the, the handle on the one on the hood and the, the tip of the rod on the one on the of the on the on roof, and then you just tie them down with these um, elastic cords. And um, voila, you have your rods sitting real in front and tip in the back leaning backwards on the top of your car and these things are really convenient Uh, even even with a car that can accommodate long rods inside it's so much better to have them on the outside it's so much easier and it's uh, extremely convenient for packing a lot of rods mine can take at least four rods and easily six if you if you um, if you pack them a bit Um, it will sit on there it's extremely strong, the magnets in mine are really strong, and, uh, and uh, it will sit on there even, even going on the highway, uh, though I would not want to do that, uh, mostly because if it, if it should come loose, it's going to wreck the rod severely, but um, anyways, it does, uh, it does sit very tightly and I have never had any problems. A friend of mine lost one of his recently because uh, we also use these uh, rod holders while uh, rigging the rods. You put the rod holder on the side of the car and just one of them and then you can kind of uh, lean your rods against it and just uh, secure them with the uh, with the rubber elastic uh, cords and um, he um, unfortunately left his on the the side of the car before he left the um, the fishing spot where he was and when he came back home he um, wondered where the second uh, rod holder had gone and it had obviously fallen off. His um, rod holders are the uh, the vacuum type and the vacuum type is actually uh, not quite as secure in my eyes as the magnetic ones even though people will say that it will stick on there forever. I've seen more than one come loose. Actually once in Iceland we had three two-hand ruts on the roof of a car or rather on the roof and the hood of a car and went driving all night through the rain and the uh, vacuum rod holder section that was on the uh, roof had actually moved backwards about almost probably 60 centimeters or two feet uh, until it had bumped into one of the uh, guides on the on the ruts and it Vacuum uh, had left kind of a s- uh, slimy snail track on the roof, uh, where it, it had just slowly moved, moved backwards, probably pressed by the uh, the wind, uh, the speed wind. Uh, but it had definitely not stuck on there like nothing else. It just moved. So in my eyes, the, the the magnetic ones are really preferable. They come in all sizes and shapes, and uh, uh, basically the prices are not extremely high but it's not a an inexpensive object either they will cost you about maybe between 50 and 100 us dollars or something like that for a set but uh, i think they're worth it it's um, it's a great little thing uh, to have in your car and it's uh, very convenient Um, it's a good way as i said of uh, of uh, securing your rods while while uh, unpacking while uh, finishing the day and uh, when you're moving from place to place, hmm. another thing that I find really, uh, really convenient for uh, for my car are uh, seat covers. Um, I uh, I bought a set of seat covers. I think I have three or four of them, uh, which are just kind of loose. Uh, vinyl uh, plastic uh, covers that you pull over the seats when um, when you want to get into the car with uh, wet waders on that is really nice too because um, nobody wants to sit on a wet seat and if you uh, if you put on these covers you can actually uh, get in as wet as you are and just uh, don't care about it Want to leave uh, in your normal trousers? Well, you just pull off the seat cover and pack that away, and you have the dry seat underneath. That's a, an extremely inexpensive object and and a very very conve- con- convenient um, if you often move from place to place. I recommend combining them with uh, with plastic or rubber trays that you put in the bottom of the car because actually in uh, in, in my case or in the case of uh, the guys that I fish with, the, uh, the waders themselves are not that wet because we all use uh, breathable waders and in many cases we've been walking a bit before we get into the car which means that the, they will be basically dry. But the wading boots, they will be soaked and in many cases they will be leaking water and as you know, we fish the salt, and salt in the bottom of your car is probably not a thing you want. So you can actually buy these kind of big trays that you put in the bottom of the car instead of the uh, of the mats or the rocks down there. And um, and uh, these trays are completely waterproof, and you can uh, you can just empty them out or let them dry out uh, once they're filled or wet. These uh, things are also quite inexpensive and uh, definitely a good idea to, um, to combine with your, uh, with your seat covers. So um, if you want to protect your car from the salt water, the fresh water, the dirt, the grit, the mud, the, the, the rubble, all the stuff that you carry around in your boots and on your boots and waders, Seat covers and, and trays for the bottom of your car is a very, very good idea, and you can get these trays for the for the trunk and uh, uh, for all kinds of purposes. And uh, they can be a really good idea if you if you typically uh, put all your wet gear in the um, in the back of the car. That might be also uh, that might also be a way of uh, of avoiding water seeping into all the uh, nooks and crannies uh, of a modern car. Um, Another thing that I have found very practical, I've mentioned that before, uh, is those big uh, plastic boxes with lids that you can buy to store things in, stow away things in in your home, usually used to roll onto the bed or just put in your basement or the attic or whatever and um, these are kind of big, often milky white plastic containers, fairly sizable, you can get them in all sizes but uh, I've seen some fairly big ones and uh, the thing is that uh, these can um, these can easily hold your wading boots, your waders, your jacket, your gear, a bottle of water, uh, uh, your thermos, uh, all kinds of stuff and it's um, it's very uh, it's very easy to uh, just put all the gear in there uh, when you're leaving and uh, just uh, stick that in the in the back of the car and once you're done fishing for the day you also have the advantage of being able to put all your stuff all your wet gear into something which is definitely waterproof and also um, just uh, stow it away in the in the in the trunk or in the, in the back of your car, that is um, that is uh, a very convenient thing to uh, to use, and I've uh, been using it for quite a while. And uh, most of the guys that I go fishing with have uh, done the same thing. So most of us have uh, our gear in uh, in these uh, big white uh, plastic boxes now. Uh, very practical and uh, very. Uh, very nice and easy way of uh, of having your wet stuff in in the back of the car all right uh, let me spare you for uh, the sound of uh, of the car in the background for a moment and uh, I'll probably just uh, stop recording now and uh, and start the recording again once we get to the uh, the water which should be about like uh, uh 20 minutes half an hour from now um, and we can get some more natural sounds and uh, some silence and maybe some fishing Uh, one final note on the on the the silence is that i'm actually going to fish quite close to a, a big bridge and because of the direction of the wind we will probably also have the car theme mix into the uh, fishing today because uh, the sound of the cars going over the bridge is quite obvious for um, uh, quite close uh, to the bridge. Um, uh, There's some good fishing quite close to the bridge and and fishing there means fishing uh, with the sound of cars in your ears and uh, that's just the way it is. Uh, Later on I'll be moving away from the bridge and that means that I'll be moving away from the sound and we can get some birds song and the sound of of nature rather than the sound of cars which I think we've had enough of so um, tune in Johnny Hodges and uh, I'll see you by the water. closer here just left the highway uh, five minutes ago and um, this particular spot is quite close to the um, to the highway so uh, I'll be there in just a couple of minutes and uh, as usual it's quite um, quite exciting to uh, to get close to the water when you drive the car and uh, you're on the way to the ocean it's um i at least uh, usually keep an eye out for weather wind you know looking at flags and windmills and what have you just checking out see if i can i can see what the weather might be like where i'm going since i've been driving now for probably uh, about um one minute uh, sorry one hour and uh, 15 minutes or something like that I've been moving quite a bit across the island here and um, and the weather has changed quite drastically which is often the case when you drive so far this is actually quite uh, a bit foggy Uh, good rain actually it's clouded and when I left home I had uh, I had close to perfect weather with really um, really excellent uh, sunny conditions but uh, well The other thing that you always look for when you get to places like this is uh, if there are other anglers around and uh, in this particular place, it's almost always the case, but uh, luckily they will um, will usually go to another spot than the one that I'm going to because um, uh, the convenience of this is uh, that you can fish right just very very close to the uh, parking lot which people will do uh, while I prefer walking a bit and getting away from the crowds um, and uh, most people don't do that so uh, you can walk your way out of uh, out of the crowds here this is quite easy okay turning off the um, the car here and uh, and getting ready to unpack well it's been uh, kind of a driving experience this time I'm um, I'm sorry about the lack of uh, of uh, fishing uh, in this particular podcast but I thought the f- fact that um, the gasoline prices are constantly rising and uh, as I said I can see the the other guys cars here quite uh, close to me and um, the fact that we really do burn a lot of gasoline when we go fishing, well, that gave the idea of talking a bit about cars and and uh, and fishing and uh, well, this drive has been nothing compared to what I've been experiencing in in, in other places. I remember once uh, going striper fishing um, out of New York and uh, or rather out of New Jersey, and um, we drove three and a half hours for a one-day fishing trip, which was. Really, out of this world for me. I've never driven that far for a one-day fishing trip. It was crazy. We were totally bummed and wasted when we get got back home after that. Also, uh, remember fishing with uh, Global Fly Fisher partner Steve Schweitzer in uh, in Colorado, and um, obviously Americans have another. Um, Another idea about distances because every time we asked him, uh, "Is it a f- is it a long drive or or what?" No, 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 no problem. And then we would go for one and a half hours uh, and maybe even more. Um, it seems like the Americans are really used to commuting back and forth from work and spending a lot of time in their cars, while we are probably more used to shorter distances and uh, and also probably um, saving. Uh, Saving on the expensive gas and the expensive cars, so uh, we usually don't drive that far to go fishing. Um, if I have to drive one and a half hours, I'm, I'm I'm really considering whether I want to go or not, because that's a very long drive. One hour is more than enough, and one hour is probably considered a fairly short drive for most people. But, um, well, that's the way it is. That's the way we think. And, um, yep, I'll leave it at that. And... Uh, Thank you for listening and um, saying goodbye, and um, promising you that uh, the next podcast that I do will be um, w- will include some fishing, uh, definitely, uh, and hopefully uh, since uh, spring has arrived, uh, some catching which has been uh, lacking in these uh, in these podcasts, and I would certainly like to get a fish caught on my sound recording um as well as caught on my my fly so um let's see okay thank you and goodbye and uh, enjoy your day and remember to uh, go fishing as soon as you can and as much as you can